wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. Yes, that is my glow up, my glow up, my glow up continues. I am just tickled pink and thrilled, and I need to stop being contrary. I will be not only posting um, the increase in my downloads after this particular campaign uh, through Brighton Media um, continues. Um, There was only just a couple of days where I didn't receive any downloads, but people are starting to listen again. I am well over and probably will top out at 22,000 downloads uh, within the next day or so. Um, Maybe on my way as far as having 30,000 downloads uh, by the end of next week. I'm just excited. I'm excited about creating uh, content that people want to listen to. I'm excited that my passion project is more than passion. It shows uh, my creative streak. And I like Quark's Bar uh, because it allows me to read about, learn about, and talk about those subjects that people would ordinarily uh, talk about people in a bar. However, dude, I don't go out. I just had a kind of semi-run-in with someone from my job that actually pays me that wants to take headshots. And I'm like, dude, I don't go anywhere. Um, Where there are two or three gathered together is a super spreader event, in my opinion. So if I can continue to talk about things that people uh, want to talk about uh, as if I were in the mix, great. Um, And I hope I do. So... I'm actually pulling up my Instagram now because I should have probably figured this out before <laughs> before I actually um <clears throat> before I actually um switch accounts no what is my profile um before I actually um started the blog, but I've figured it out pretty rapidly. I'm going to do this next section um, as um, some of my favorite and are not, um, it's like a a social media roundup. um, And these people are coming at you as Um, the 
uh, celebration of black excellence. It goes out to first Quinta Brunson, um, the creator and writer of Abbott Elementary, and also Cheryl Lee Ralph. And I want to play this, hopefully. I am an endangered species, but I sing no victim song. I am a woman, I am an artist, and I know. Basically, she sung her acceptance. She actually won an Emmy for her portrayal. I forgot the teacher, the Eva but teacher that she actually plays on Abbott Elementary, but she's one of my favorite. Actually, all of the teachers, including the snippy white lady, are my favorites on that show. But her singing her acceptance speech, only the second black woman to win an Emmy in a supporting role, that is crazy. Um, and people keep forgetting, I think, like me, people keep forgetting that she actually, uh, was it Hair or um, Dream Girls? Her and Loretta Devine are amazing in their roles. Um, in their roles um, on their respective shows. And I also wanted to see if I could find Lizzo because she also won an Emmy for her Watch Out for the Big Girls. So here it is. And the Emmy goes to Lizzo's Watch Out. And she was emotional and rightfully so because it was a show that she created and uh, evidently had uh, to a limited release on, I believe, Amazon. And she looks so beautiful and hydrated and moist. She just looks so beautiful um, this night in her uh, red um, Afghan flowy dress. And all to the haters, like Aries Spears and people that keep dragging her for her size and she's still winning y'all. She basically clapped back, has now clapped back twice. She clapped back at the VMAs. She clapped back at anybody that would doubt anyone who is such a phenomenal talent. And she, it keeps proving she keeps winning and big ups to her. I'm just her Quinta, uh, Cheryl Lee, Ralph, Lizzo, Black girls are doing it. And I'm just, they make me so happy that I live in an age where I can enjoy um, their entertainment. I just, it's just so amazing. And I hope you will enjoy and navigate to the podcast notes um, and the social media roundup for Because of Them We Can. Um, I think I can probably get Quinta um, Brunson's um, acceptance speech, as well as uh, Lizzo looking flawless in her uh, red organza. She's wearing the heck out of it, so. 
So what the tomfoolery, y'all? Um, where there lies, there's tomfoolery and donkeys. And I'm going to give you an update on black bad news. Um, it looks like Tiffany Haddish... Tiffany uh, publicly uh, apologized over alleged sexual assault and said that they are, are, are ready to talk settlement. I believe that Aerie Spears had already settled with the siblings, but now there's new talks of further settlements. They also want Tiffany to be immediately picked up because it's alleged that they have uh, reached the Tiffany's team or somebody on her team or herself wanted reached out to the mother to force uh, the brother and her to settle. And so and they're not settling. And they. And they are willing to walk forward. Um, I just the whole thing, because I'm I was. Uh, Tiffany Haddish fan. I don't think I've ever been an Aerie Spears fan. Now that I know who he is, I know of his work, and I didn't think, I never thought he was all that funny, but I was actually at, admire Tiffany Haddish from her um, upbringing in South Central L, uh, LA, how she suffered abuse and homelessness, and now all of that is all tainted by her association with this R. Kelly not funny pedophile film. I'm not, I don't have it with me to, and within me to watch the films online because they are all over Twitter. They're all over the internet. They're edited on some respects, but I just can't. I just don't have it in me for real, y'all. I just think it is vile. Um, it shows a lack of respect and um, and they basically lied to the mother of these kids. But it's um, for these kids and what are they doing to protect these kids? They didn't get murdered, but it seems like they should serve some jail time because the ongoing effects for these children who were victimized doesn't just stop when they went back home. It continues to go on. And if they allow themselves to read the comments and the jackassery online, the uh, bullying is still continuing. So with that said, whatever they ask for, write the fucking check. Um, and make sure that they get some type, continue with counseling so they can remake their own persona, self-image, self-esteem, and they can deal with tragedy because I'm sure uh, all of these things are re-triggering. Even though they were relatively young, they still have memories. So with that said, it's... Um, Difficult. It would be difficult for me, and I just had no interest in watching the vileness because the description was just worse, worse than anything. You can actually navigate to uh, Buzz Radar or and a lot of other 
uh, gossip channels online um, to read the details of the kind of apology. I'm not even going to insult your intelligence that tearful, blubbering apology by Aries Spears um, on <clears throat> you on um, Instagram. I didn't even watch that because he should not have gone in on Lizzo. All he had to do was swipe right or not look at her feel or just not say it. That's all he had to do. And this could have never have happened or later on, but he decided to be vile and he got dealt with only in the way that the internet can do. Basically he and potentially now Tiffany Haddish are canceled. Also, I also am adding to the list of donkeys, um, Putin and President uh, Premier Xi of China. Basically, they said they have uh, this understanding that they are going to um, work to stabilize the world. But then I'm like, by destabilizing the world? The Ukraine disastrous uh, invasion for no for no reason, just because you want to uh, get them back and recreate the USSR, and China wants to revert back to purely communist days, and you hack and you bully other governments, and you basically strip other poor country of their natural resources just because you can and you leave environmental um, disasters in your wake. That is not how you stabilize the world. If you can get your shit straight within your own borders and leave the rest of us alone, <laughs> that's how you stabilize the world. This other nonsense that y'all are doing is y'all on some real donkey mess because your communist ways, the USSR ways is not how the world is going to be stabilized. And you're not going to invade and call it a party. It is that, it's an invasion, and you are basically going against other people's sovereignty or other people's right to exist. That's fascism in its purest form, and no, we don't want your uh, your degree of fascism, plus we are working to get rid of our own form of American fascism, but that's a whole another topic uh, for, oh, I'm going to have to add Lindsey Graham to the donkey list. You can't call it a can't put a pig in a tuxedo and think it's still a gentleman. That racist and on the DL written Lindsey Graham also needs to go and sit down somewhere. And I'm actually going to add him to donkeys. This stabilization through destabilization and propelling of fascist ideas in the guise of conservativeness is not the way of we need we can't live this way and we can't do business this way. It is restrictive. It is, it's not right. And it, it can be. Uh, it's a disease on democracies everywhere. And I suggest we root all of them out and they get voted out only the way that democracy, when a democracy is allowed to work and work at its purest sense, foods like this get sat down and they get sat down really fast. So on to probably a little bit more bad black news. Um, R. Kelly was convicted, I believe on six of like the 13 charges 
all stemming from his pedophilia that dates back like 30 years. He finally is convicted uh, for molesting all of those young girls, at least that were captured captured um, in that bootleg video that circulated uh, back in the mid-2000s. So I'm actually glad of that. I'm glad that we can put this horrible period of time kind of behind us because he still has some, uh, I believe he still has other pending uh, charges. This dude is looking at over 60 years in the clink. Uh, He'll never get out again. He'll never be able to participate in the verses because all of his songs were of pedophilia. He still has not stood trial for the biggest victim, which was Aaliyah. Um, And the psyche and the trauma from the ongoing abuse from that time is still very much a part of these young, the former young victims' psyche. And I feel still so bad for them. And I'm glad that his trial is wrapping up. His sentencing is still pending. I wish it would all run consecutively so he'll never see the light of day as a free man because that's what he deserves for all of the damage that he has done. The other thing is, and that's what I don't get, right along those lines with Tiffany Haddish and the poop emoji, that is probably one of the reasons because I found it very triggering uh, watching this past week of House of the Dragon, um, that in, in pro- improper relationship between uh, Princess Targaryen and her uncle, that was a bit hard to watch. I felt it was coming because I had watched Game of Thrones, like the first season, the inappropriate um, relationship between the Lannisters. But it's just that for some reason, there was no medieval Viagra. That's why he couldn't go through with it. But the damage to her her uh, uh, reputation was done, even though she didn't do anything. And she's underage, and he was in a position of power, and he's the one that took her to the brothel. So, But she bears the brunt of the nonsense. I found that to be the most disturbing. So I know I lost the details of that, but when they got to that point and then how she was treated afterwards, I couldn't watch it again. So I'm still team dragon, but I didn't, I wasn't really feeling this past week's uh, episode of House of the Dragon. So I'm sure I'm not using my head counseling headphones um, or my mic because I am watching or re-watching probably one of the highest watched and rated show on stars. I actually have kept my stars uh, subscription after I've basically um basically I've uh, discontinued other ones, but I'm actually going to show my sister how to do the VPN so she can actually look at other Netflix and other shows while she's convalescing at home. But for mine, I'm talking about P Valley. And after 
refusing to watch again last week's episode of House of Dragon, I am one of those people that have continues to rewatch um, P Valley. It's a show uh, based on Katori Hall's play of the same name. It follows the complicated lives of a selected family of strippers in fictional Chuckalisa, which is based on Katori Hall's Memphis. Um, it's really close to Jackson, and they go uh, Little Murder, one of, he's like the non-trap rapper who is working the ham sandwich out of that role. And he, all of, the, all of these people are such, are so different from the characters that they play. And I'm in love, literally in love with all of them. What I didn't understand, though, is why the character Roulette, her name is Gail Bean, but she plays a very gritty, red, faux hawk, sporting, athletic stripper who her and Whisper, don't remember, I think her name is Dream or Fury or something like that. She, they actually look like superheroes, like in the first episode. And what is cracking me up about this whole show is they, meaning the establishment would, is refusing to give them their props. Um, but they were on Tamron Hall's show um, on the 6th. And I'm just going to play you a small portion of it. What got me choked up is watching J. Alphon Nicholson get choked up because every how it, they were given the audience and Tamron were giving him his love about his acting chops. He's been in the game for a minute, but this his role as Little Murder, he is playing the heck out of this role. And I want to play this clip because I'm not, I don't have that much, or I don't have any pool to get anyone of this caliber on my show, but I would love to be able to sit in the room or do this interview. So this is a clip from their time on the September 6th show of Tamron Hall. Oh man, play take it. I gotta go back. Wait a minute. Dismiss. Go back, go back, go back. Here we go. Let me pause it right there and just remark on how elegant Mississippi is. Keyshawn, what is that girl's name? She's so beautiful. Nico Anand did not know that he actually was in the original stage play, but the character, the woman that plays Keyshawn or Miss Mississippi is gorgeous. I'm still tripped out why Gail Bean looks like a Sunday school teacher. Is she pregnant? I don't know. I'm confused. ...was the biggest audience growth in Stars Network history. This September is Wildest Dreams. We talked a while back on Zoom. Is this beyond your wildest dreams? I mean, God is kind. <laughs> <laughs> for real, yeah, for real. 
I mean, this is not something that I even imagined. I think it's just the beginning. Yeah. I think it's just the beginning of the ride. And, and you were on the it. ride when it was a stage play, mm -hmm. a musical. So yeah. you're original. Hey, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been working a long time. I've been working a long time on this project. And just thank God to, like, a woman and an artist like Katori Hall. Yes. Our, our showrunner and creative. Yes, give it up for her. Katori Hall, no relation, but I wish Katori was my cousin <laughs> because of what she created. Gail, you joined the cast after believing you weren't going to be a part of the cast. Yes. But then Katori created Roulette, who is fire. Yes. <laughs> yes. She yes. brought you on. She told me this role was for you. I wrote this with you in mind. Everyone knows I auditioned back when it was a pilot. Yes. And I, it was an honor. But to know sometimes God's word is not no, but not right now. Yeah. yeah. You know? So. I mean, I ran into Alphonse and his wife at a restaurant where we were all drooling over Patti LaBelle in New Orleans. <laughs> right. Follow me now. Right. People couldn't stop coming up to you. Your character, Little Murder, which is his name. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to tell you. They are already saying this show and you are going to get an Emmy yes. for what you've done. Yes. You said don't make you cry. This is your first talk show. This is your yeah. first time. And I said, can you come on the show? You said, yes, I knew Nico was. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> but when you agreed, because you, you live a very quiet life in many ways. Yeah. And now, here you are on this big journey with this character that people, they didn't know how to react to this guy. Yeah. Because of you, and you brought him to life. Why yeah. are you crying? I'm just blessed to be here. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's and this, you know, this experience, the, the, the love that people show you is overwhelming. You know? Thank you. And it, it overwhelms everything, you know? And so I, I remember that day very specifically, meeting Patty LaBelle, and I, I call her my wife. Y'all know I call my wife pretty baby. Much love to my beautiful wife, Napisha. Yes. And so I said, listen, you got to come down here and meet Patty LaBelle. And then I met you. I said, you got to come down here and meet Tamara Hall. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, but it is such, a, such an honor. To, to be back here in New York is such an honor to be able to bring such a complex story to the yeah. to the table and to be a representation for any and everyone. I call Little Murder the everyman. Yeah. And so I'm just crying because, the, like I said, the love is overwhelming and being able to step into these shoes and bring Katori's Hall story to light and yeah. represent a black woman, it, it's truly, I'm grateful for yeah. it. And the Emmy talk, come on, y'all. That's yeah. <laughs> Miss Mississippi brought a storyline that had me in tears. What you did with that character, we'll talk about. I've got goosebumps after the break. The cast, I can't even talk. The live cast of Pete Valley in the house after the break. When you get a seasoned talk show host tongue-tied about such a gritty drama 
And it kind of annoys me that people call it a gritty drama, but that's what it actually is. And But she allowed them to speak and J. Alphonse Nicholson's reaction to all of the love from Tamron and from the audience members. There were so many trans men in that, trans females in that audience representing the alphabet people. And I was all there for it. But it is just so amazing that in spite of the ratings and the viewership, they still did not get an Emmy. Maybe next year, maybe they'll catch up. I'm like one of those people that only catches up. Usually I only get hip to a show after it has a long run and it's off the air. That's what happened with me and like shows like The Wire and... Um, oh, what's another show? I don't want to mention um, Sex in the City because I don't really care. But also Game of Thrones, etc. But I like this show just because it is well written. I like the action, the beauty of all of these women, the swagger of Little Murder, the swagger of Uncle Clifford. I love Miss Ernestine. I even like Pastor Woodbine, Bishop Mayor Woodbine. Corbin, as he turned his nose up when she basically took to the pole um, to uh, blow Benji's out to the audience as she was campaigning and eventually won the being mayor of fictional Chuckalisa. I'm sad that the former mayor, Ruffin, had to succumb to COVID, but that's where you go. He was probably one of those stupid uh, COVID deniers, but um, his character, Isaiah Washington, probably said some back-ended wild crap, and he can't be on a show as progressive as P-Valley and think that his homophobic and just ridiculous ways would play out. It would spill out, and he would miss his blessing because they sure did write him right off the show. I'm just wondering how they're going to rope in Abraham, um, Abraham, the um, father of Andre back. I wish, what's her name? Light, bright, uh, Rihanna, Lakeisha Savage, Fenty, Haley Colton. um, She basically it got thrown out of the palace and I'm wondering how they're going. I'm hopeful that her run, the, that character, Alerica's run as that character may be over, but the character is an integral part of the pink. She would stand to be recast and I'll think about it. I have the whole, I have a whole year to think about who they should recast that. Not, um, She's on everything um, because I think she's too young and thin. (laughs) But the girl that actually was supposed to play Catwoman, she don't got a job. They shelved Catwoman. So she may be able to walk right into this show. Huh. I think I'm watching, oh, what is it called? Pimp with one of my most ghetto fabulous 
uh, actor actors um, that has a very wide uh, fund of work. She oh, there she is. She's actually in a league of their own, I believe. And I hope it's, what's her name? She played in the Aquila and the Bee. She's just basically been in just a lot of stuff. Um, and I miss representing her. I thought it was... Um, her her um in the new um adapt- adaptation of that particular show um and i'm just i'm actually having a very good time um looking at this not just um uh, over and over again p valley but I've been doing a lot of binge watching, a lot of other um, trash TV and eating ramen because that's what I'm eating tonight. I'm actually, it's five o'clock, five or cocktail o'clock. I got my uh, dirty gin and um, gin and dirty gin martini poured. I'm waiting for the water to heat up for my neck bones um, and my pork griot topped ramen an egg do I got any chives nope that's one of the thing when I do get back I am going to probably see if I either I'm going to either grow them or um, I'm going to get some more potted um, fresh herbs to, to get me into the um, the winter that it's very enjoyable to me to watch things grow. I'm gonna to have to do something with all this basil too. I'll probably cut it all down and take the ingredients with me to make um, pesto when I go home next week. Um, uh, next week, um, I'm planning on doing, I want my daddy's records as we continue to spin down my father's estate. I'm going to be doing a multi-part uh, amp tribute to him uh and this is the queens of r&b shaka khan diana ross stacy Lattisall, evelyn champagne king um and tina turner to name a few i'm just excited about um how i'm going to incorporate that into my show um and you can listen to tim fro was reading on amp uh when i go live in the upcoming week's episode, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, close up this show with just an admonishment to, for creators to be creative, hold on to your family, be strong, and just live. Do what makes you happy. Make sure it doesn't hurt you or anybody else, because that's the only way we're going to get through this life. Um, and watch P-Valley and navigate to the P-Valley album and stream to number one in spite of them not getting an Emmy. Give them that courtesy in spite of 
their lack of recognition. Hopefully the Image Awards and BET Awards are giving them their props, but I don't think they need the awards or the accolades because they're doing it and producing great content and keeping out of the nonsense. So to me, that's what it's all about too. So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple, and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that, that can change everything for you and, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for notes on this podcast as well as other works by CQM in, um, that are, and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowasreading at gmail.com. Um, all non-trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.